Hey, Nathan. What's going on, Lucas? I have a joke for you. I mean, I, I was just watching Shane Gillis, so you're, you're going to have to live up. Let's see. Someone stole my antidepressants. I hope they're happy. <laughs> Nothing. This makes me want to cry. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode of the Retake Lounge. I'm Lucas, your co-host, and joined by Nathan, your other co-host as well. Uh, thanks so much for hanging in with us and continuing to watch our stuff. We have an awesome episode for you guys tonight. We're going to be talking about mentorship, what to look for in a mentorship, and just a bunch of other stuff in regards to um, what it means to have a mentor, what you should look for in them. And uh, yeah, before we get jumping into the episode, just want to remind you guys, if you guys have not taken a look at our Patreon, go ahead and go to patreon.com forward slash the retick lounge. Uh, awesome community that we have so far with some content that you won't be able to find on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, which brings us to, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget, like, subscribe, and comment. And go ahead and give us a like and a follow on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, even if you don't like it, just give it a five stars and leave a bad bad review. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, anyways... Sure <laughs> so guys just remember we're we're always going to be supporting us arc uh member numbers are the most important thing as always so go ahead and support our boys at us arc um lucas let's jump into it yeah so like what what is a mentor and like um you know i, I think most of you guys that are probably going to be watching um pretty self-explanatory like what is a mentor but what i'm referring to at least with mentorship and is is someone that is helping uh newcomers walk through um their experience with keeping retakes early on someone that you can go to to ask the basic questions to ask the complex questions you have a six snake you have something going on with your husbandry whatever the case may be this is someone that you holler at or someone that's even local that is giving you hands-on experience before you even get your first animal. Um, what was it like for you um, having a mentor early on? Uh, everything. So I, I got luckier than most just being in the fact that my mentor was already uh, local to me, somewhat local, was coming up north for the reptile show. So I'd see him a couple times a year and I'd get to inter uh, interact with super dwarfs. So, uh, I mean, that that kind of interaction and honestly, he was just a super open individual. He could tell I was eager to learn about these animals. And, you know, those are the kinds of things that really propelled me to keeping this guy around it's just how willing he was to include me into the years of knowledge he's accumulated in keeping and breeding these animals and the hands-on was huge for me yeah so what i'm hearing is it's important to find someone that um you know for some people finding someone that has a good amount of experience with keeping these animals um 
Would you say that the number of years or the number of animals within that species you're keeping is more important? Is it equally important? Uh, I think, I think it has a lot to do with attitude and just, I, I mean, if someone's willing to let you come in, see their collection, or you see their animals on a regular basis, or you reach out with questions and they're just eager to help you, um, that was kind of what I was, you know, always basing what I'm looking for in, in someone that's helping me along the way with the animals. Um, and the, the first guy, or I guess the first couple of guys I ran into who were working with super dwarfs or any kind of reticulated pythons, they were always just there for me. If I had any questions, they knew eventually I was going to be getting into these animals just with my level of curiosity. So, you know, I think if you find someone with the same level of passion as you and, and they can identify that at, a, at an early age, um, they're going to be pretty eager to help you along the way. I'm a, I'm a teacher at a hair school. Um, I was actually talking with my coworkers today about this. It's extremely easy to pick out the students who in a year from now, in five years from now, whatever it may be, who are going to be still working in the industry. The hair industry is an extremely high turnover rate industry. There's, you know, 90% of these people aren't going to last the first five years. Um, maybe not even the first year and it's sad, but you can tell almost within the first three to six months within their first year of schooling, if they're going to make it or not. And it's, you know, I think, I think we can see that within this industry as well. And our, our mentors and, and people who have that experience can see that as well. So, you know, the eager to learn are going to be able to get pretty good information pretty easily just based off the passion they show. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, um, I think, and, and that's what I think lends mentors to being patient with those that they're working with is being able to possibly see some of those features of, oh, this person is serious and not someone who just thinks that, you know, breeding retakes is, you know, going to make you a quick buck um, or even just, having realistic expectations of even if you're just a keeper um, because let me tell you there's a lot of people that have this false idea that you know uh, retic is a, a get rich quick scheme you know where people you know acquire some adult animals and they think in three years they're going to make 150 dollars based off of a b and c and and um, it's always important to remember we're working with animals and you know the predictability of predicting an income any given year is just it's not ever going to to work the way sometimes it'll work you know more in your favor and sometimes it'll you know undercut you by a lot and it can be disappointing and so i think for uh for me finding a mentor or someone who's patient um because for me i had a lot of questions um and still have a lot of questions i mean i just had you know an hour-long conversation with someone on the phone last week about my ambient humidity because ambient is new for me and so trying to figure out wind or or air circulation in the room and, and cold spots and hot spots in the room. And, um, so yeah. Um, now one thing that I want to, you know, this is kind of something that some people feel strongly about and others don't really care, but I, I'm curious on what your thoughts are and then I'll share mine. Um, how many mentors should you have? 
like should you it should you just go to one person should you have a a a few a handful should you just ask everyone the same question and wait for the first one to respond so i'll put it like this uh i've been going through some crazy shit in my life lately and it's like asking me should i only have one friend to go to with with some of the stuff i'm dealing with right now no i think i need different people in my life who know you know me at a different level and you know i i think i ultimately you should be just looking for people who align with maybe the way you would like to keep these animals hopefully you want to keep the animals to the best of your abilities you want to keep them clean healthy all the all of the above right so you want to look at people who have been doing stuff successfully they have a clean and healthy collection that's what i look for um someone who's putting out good information and you know just people i look up to there's tons of people I look up to in this retic community. And I honestly couldn't tell you how many mentors I have. Do I talk to them all the time? No, but I'm when I'm in need, I know I have, you know, a good handful of people I can send a message to. And I know that they're going to be willing to respond to me and help me. You stopped right as I took a sip. Sorry. No, no, um, you're good. I'm so, going to have to run to get, get another drink in a second here anyway. So I'm hoping you go on a rant. Uh, I, Lucas's <laughs> rant's coming up. Um, but um, I, I will say that, yeah, I mean, definitely someone you look up to, right? Um, you know, and what makes a mentor good for me is someone that, like you mentioned, just someone that you can – uh, that you're working to aspire to to have that same level of competency, confidence with their animals, takes care and loves their animals. Um, and, you know, I'm not one who thinks that you should only have one person, like, you know, especially when it comes to breeding, because everyone does things a little bit differently. And I've said this before on different episodes, um, but, you know, I, I cannot... I, I guess the way that I see things with, with my growth and how I want to advance in the industry is, you know, and I don't mean this in a competitive way, but like if someone is doing something that works for them, someone else is doing something that works different for them. Um, I, I try to combine all the information I gather to create my own way of doing things using the little bits from a bunch of people. And what I mean by a bunch is I don't have 10 people that I message the same question to, but I definitely have about like four. Um, and I think that that's okay. Um, like Nathan said, you know, if you're going through a hard time in life, are you just going to go to one person? No, same thing with keeping your retakes. If you're struggling with husbandry or breeding or whatever the case may be, it's nice to have a handful of people for you to be able to go to to see what's going on because, you know, what one person says will work maybe just one part of that worked, but you gathered something else from someone else and that also helped work. And when you combine the information and knowledge and you create something that's new to yourself because you're using multiple different ideologies, that's, I think, how true growth happens. If you mimic someone exactly what they do, 
you cannot expect for your results to be any better than theirs. And at the end of the day, I think we should all be pushing each other to always be better and not better than someone else specifically, but better for the animals. I think that's an important thing to always try to advance and be better for the animals. And so if someone is good for their animals and someone else is good, but they do it differently, if you can combine those theories and and, and, and understandings to create your own perspective and then advance, you know, that's where the key is for me. Yeah. And, and some of my, some of my favorite mentors have quite different opinions when it comes to, I don't know, for example, feeding towards breeding time. And I respect both of their opinions just as much. I think it just comes down to really watching and knowing your animals. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, put, put everything you've been told to practice when the, when the time comes and you need to, but you know, you have at least the knowledge from all these other people who have done it before you to at least try something if something's not working out for you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think what's really important when you're finding that mentor and like one thing that I want to discuss is like, really take a look at your relationship with this individual if, if, if this person is someone that you can only get help and advice from if you spend money with them, you know, it, it, sure, if, if their information is going to cost you the price of an animal and you're okay with that, great. I've learned to not, I, I don't appreciate that kind of uh, relationship because it, my, it's a, my, it, I want to cut you off for just a second. My first mentor he was keeping producing super dwarf dwarf uh, reticulated pythons that were 100% within my parameters. And he led me on to a different breeder to, to start out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ultimately, like the P like I said, it, it comes down to the passion that you show with these animals the the mentor the right mentor will see that and lead you in the right direction whether it's going to lead them to a sale or not it led him to a sale down the road but that's because i absolutely respected the guy and had to have one of his animals yeah one thing that i've i've learned or actually going back to what i was saying because i was about to hop on another tangent um but but yeah if if your relationship with someone is conditional based on your business to them I don't necessarily consider that a mentor. That is someone that is is saying, I'm going to help you in the hopes of gaining your sale. When I gain your sale, I'll help you some more. But if you stop buying from me, I, I'm not going to really respond. Um, you know, I understand that time is time. A lot of people have a lot of people asking them questions and they're going to respond to their customers. I get it. I'm, I'm not saying that like people are bad for doing that, but in terms of who I want to keep in my circle, um, yeah, I'll just throw a name out there. For example, me and Eric Lee for the last like year, year and a half have been getting close and talking almost like every other day, um, sharing pictures, ideas, thoughts, helping each other with our garage builds that we've done almost around the same time. Um, I haven't bought a single animal from the guy. 
And, and this is someone who, you know, he'll, he'll reach out to me casually to talk and I'll reach out to him casually to talk. And, and he's someone that I go to almost all the time when I, I have an issue pop up, right? Like I just asked him a silly question the other day, like how many weeks after baby's first sheds do you wait to feed them, right? There's no right or wrong answer to that. I was just curious and he gave me a long response. And, and again, I plan to buy an animal from him and I'm sure me and him will exchange animals at some point, but I, he, he does not have my business yet. And he is still just takes the time to answer phone calls. Those are the kind of people that I want in my inner circle. So, well, Eric, and, and he was the you. first, he was the first person I ever bought an animal from. Um, and I'm as picky when I buy animals. Uh, I mean, I only have six, but it's because I've been pretty selective over the years. Yeah. I, I don't have the room or necessarily the budget to keep much more than I have right now, but uh, you know, Eric from the get go was willing to help me, uh, was willing to talk me through what bloodlines he was working with, how big the parents were, where the parents originated from it, it, You know, it, it's just that kind of level of service that everyone looks for. You should look for the same thing when you're buying an animal, when you're looking for a mentor, someone who's just willing and open to work with you, you know, Obviously, when you're buying an animal, there's money involved, but mentorship is just purely passion and information that you're trying to receive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I try to keep people in my circle that are going to do that, that are going to give me their time, not just because they're trying to get my business, but because ultimately they want to see me be successful. And I think that's what it comes down to um, is, is, People that are good mentors, in my opinion, want to see the people that they're helping be successful and and that are not greedy about needing to make all the money and all the business come to them and that kind of stuff. So um, hopefully that's information that some of you get and you keep into account in terms of conditional mentorship or not. Um, you know, what, what, what do you think like a, a healthy mentor – mentoree or student relationship looks like so i'm i'm still pretty new into the breeding aspect of keeping uh reticulated pythons so i've had a handful of people reach out to me with questions and you know i give what i can uh just like this podcast i only offer what my experience allows me to so um, I look for in a mentor to, in our relationship to just be honest, honest and open. I don't want to hear that they are the number one go-to source for keeping and breeding these animals, nothing like that. I just want to hear experiences and what has helped them in the past. If they had a situation similar to what I'm dealing with or, just general questions if they're open and just, you know, let me know the reality of what could come. You yeah. know, it's just, it's just that experience, no bullshit. Like I'm not the person, but I, I do have this experience kind of interaction that I look for. Yeah. I, and you, I, I like some of the people that I like the most, like I love people that tell me like you're overthinking things, just chill out. 
Like I like I, I tell my students that all the time. Yeah. I tell that that's the number one problem I have with my students is like, dude, you're just trying to cut hair. You're 10 steps ahead of me. Just slow the fuck down. Listen, do this <laughs> one thing that I just told you. I'll give you your next step in five minutes and we'll we'll get this done. I promise <laughs> you it'll look great. Just get out of your head. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. And I mean, I, and I, because, you know, I'll have my, my tangents that I like, I'm like, uh, but she looked gravid and then she looked like she ovulated, but now she doesn't. And now she's skinny and now she looks big. And it's like, and people are like, yo, there's only so much you can do. Just wait for the next shed cycle. Chill. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, I, I literally just did that same thing with you. I was like, I swear I caught an ovulation. She shed out. Uh, I, I put the mail back, you know, that whole thing. And then like, she's not looking as big as the a couple of years before I go in today and she's looking giant. Right. So yeah, you just, <laughs> you just slow down and trust the process a little bit. Trust your mentors if you trust them. Right. Um, and yeah. And I mean, speaking about trusting mentors, um, man, I, I've had great mentors and it's come to find out that I've had not so great mentors. So, um, I'm going to go on my rant of the episode. Um, when you guys are very new in the industry and you're picking out a mentor and you're finding people to help you out, go to people that seem open and willing, right? That's, that's a no brainer. But if you see red flags with this person, um, or you hear about red flags about this person, and your gut is like kind of telling you like, Hey, something's up. Like always listen to follow your, your gut. Yeah. Follow your gut. Um, because it, it, I, I know better than anyone <laughs> follow your gut. Uh, this is, this is hidden close to home, huh? Fucking do it. Follow your gut. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I I had I had a mentor early on that you know people would tell me you know red flags left and right, left and right, and I ignored it because um, I I thought that this person was you know they the way that they portrayed themselves too, and then fast forward several years and um, yeah, just it, it sucks to 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 know that someone that you think cares about you you know, it's, it's really not, it's, again, it's more of that conditional basis relationship. So, um, in terms of like what to look for in a mentor, like make sure that you know that that person is, is a, a good person, right? You you know, they might be knowledgeable in retakes, but is that someone that you want to associate yourself with, talk to and, and, um, uh, yeah, I want to I want to speak on this in terms of retics and not <laughs> not just what I was talking about in terms of follow your gut. But there were some of the same people that I were interacting with or just looking at some of the animals that they had, because undeniably they had amazing animals in their collections. So you're going to naturally reach out, especially if you're new and don't know the ins and outs of the community. Um And on some of these people, I had that slight gut feeling where I just kind of ghosted them and just something fell off, didn't end up buying an animal or just didn't like some advice I got. And, you know, I just disengage. 
I'm not like cutting the person out. I'll definitely still support. And, you know, if they're going to produce good animals and, you know, they're not, you know, just being a, a retic mill or just like, you know, trying to profit off these animals, regardless of, you know, the health or well-being of the animals, then I'm, I'm going to root you on. I'm going to be a fan of yours but I might not go to you for advice. You know, it's just that simple. Yeah. Um, so to end my rant, you know, back to what Nathan said, follow your gut and make sure you just make sure you really know the person before you decide to invest the next two years of learning from them under their wing and thinking that, you know, you're, you're learning from someone that is, is a good person with a good reputation that you think has your best interests. And then, you find out it doesn't because I made that mistake. Um, but you live and learn. And, you know, at the end of the day, you get you get some good information. But um, Hey, I've done one- that with my animals. If only I could apply this to my personal life, we'd be, we'd be flying high. <laughs> we'd be buddy. golden. Yep. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm doing okay in my personal life. <laughs> 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 Trusting mentors in the retail community, not so much. Um, but... Um, yeah, so, you know, I guess rant, rant over, but, you know, in terms of what I'm looking for in, in you know, I, I mentioned what I look for in like a mentor, um, but I'm starting to reach a point now, and I don't know why, like, I don't consider myself a mentor, but I have a lot of people that message me with questions, and I just find myself, I'm a helpful person. I'll give you the experience that I know, and I will give you if I don't know the information or haven't gone through that experience, but I've heard it from a mentor of mine of what people have done. I always start off with, you know, I haven't experienced that, but I've heard that A, B, and C can work and I'll throw that out there. But, um, so I don't really consider references to other people. I give people references all the time. Yeah. Just pass the baton. But if someone's going to reach out to me for, for assistance, um, you know, one thing is, is like, um, applying the stuff that I'm providing, right? Like I, I want to, you know, if you're asking me for input, um, you know, give it a shot before you shoot it down or, or else like, why, why are you reaching out to people for help if you're never going to try what they're asking you to do? Um, but also just like patience with me as I'll have patience with you. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I think for the most part, I just, I'm, I'm a helper in general. I think that's why my profession, you know, outside of snakes, that's what I do. And, um, I've been a supervisor in that perspective. Um, and so I really just, uh, I, I enjoy the whole supervisee teaching process a lot. And so I'm always open and available to talk because at the end of the day, I love talking about these animals more than I like talking about anything. So if you really just, that's what this podcast is about. We're not, we're not trying to be the source for reticulated pythons. We're just trying to help people along the way. Like we wish people would have helped us along the way right? by offering experience based knowledge and nothing but that. And we're, we're a wealth of knowledge of just other resources we can lead you to. If we don't have the answer, we know someone else that may. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, and again, you know, this is a positive community that we're trying to provide here for people to 
connect together on our Patreon and help each other. And it be a community help where people ask a question and you'll get answers from a bunch of different people that will vary, you know, all the way from the moon to the sun. And it, it's like that that's the beautiful part about, um, you know, our Patreon. So again, as a reminder, just check it out. Um, you know, our, our entry level is, is five bucks a month and, you know, try it for the month, join our discord and we're positive. You'll be, um, happy with the, the discord chat. Um, okay. Quickly before we get out of here, Lucas, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. We don't pump ourselves up enough about just what we've got going on. I have a pretty small collection, so I know when I have eggs hit the ground, I'm going to be just nerding out about it. You're having the biggest collection of the year. You just had Kiowati babies hatch. What do you have in the incubator? What's up next to hatch? Yeah, so Kiowati's just hatched. Um, hatching the first week of January, pure Kalatoas. Wild caught female to a TK male. So super excited and stoked about that. Uh, I just had my Philippine female lay. Uh, she's an F1 Philippine that uh, is with, uh, I bred her to that same TK Kalatoa male. So trying to shrink down some size while keeping some color. So that that's not going to probably hatch until like March. Um, let's see, December, January, February. March, yeah, about. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's what I got right now going. And then I, I do have one expected clutch to drop, but you know, I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch. So we'll just leave at those three. Same thing here. I'm uh, potentially about two, two and a half weeks away from, uh, my second ever clutch dropping from my purple albino female. Um, just watching, waiting patiently incubator ready to go so i'll keep everyone updated on that uh trying to keep more consistent on social media within the retic lounge cats reptiles lucas is over at lab exotics so make sure you go follow him over there we got the retic lounge on patreon and make sure you guys are following us arc supporting us arc wherever you can make sure you're a member they are fighting for our rights to keep the reptiles that we love so make sure we're backing them up so uh guys we'll see you next week and yeah have a good one have a good one